There's no problem too big or small, no issue too hot or cold, and no subject these gentlemen won't talk about. Let's head into the lab to see what they're working to figure out today. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get into it and get down to it. Welcome to Figure it Out. It's George Grombacher. Joining me as always is Centauri Minor. Hello, folks. Helping us move from awareness action today is Centauri Minor and I. Yeah, your favorite people, guys. Yeah. You guys <laughs> love us. We said, let's talk about fun. Yes. Fun things. And I started writing. I wrote down music, art, comedy, shows, hobbies, travel. What would you like more of? Then I wrote down irritating things in the world. And then finally I wrote down Jake Paul and Andrew Tate. Those are boxers, right? I don't know that you would, I think that they both box. Okay. You don't know who Jake Paul and Andrew Tate are? I know that Jake Paul is a boxer. He's a boxer, right? I believe he's a reality influencer. I'm not crazy to think that he boxes, who right? Is, who is now boxing. Okay, so I'm right. <laughs> And then I don't know. I don't know if, if he would consider himself a boxer or not, or if he would, you know, or just a human being who happens to box. So he's a boxer? Yeah, he's... he's <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm drinking water right now. Am I a drinker? Okay. And then Andrew Tate... You don't know who Andrew... Like, I think he was a kickboxer. Okay. I don't believe he any kickboxes any longer. Okay. Andrew Tate, I, I was not aware of who Andrew Tate was until he was canceled from from the internet. Oh, what did he do? I'm not 100% sure. It's 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 one of those things which I guess will put us right into cancel culture. Yeah. Um, what did he do? He is a guy who uh, got famous and people are going to be like, that's not right at all. Um, he's a guy that got famous by appealing to young men in a very, very masculine way. Okay. And uh, I think that he is uh, sort of a throwback mm. to uh, guy's guy. Um, I think that he was referred to and accused of being misogynistic. Okay. And chauvinistic and sexist and all of those things. But he's like on the internet? Yeah. Okay. He yeah. was like hit the apex. I think he was one of the biggest stars on yeah. the TikToks and the YouTubes and everything else. And literally within an hour, everything was gone. He got canceled systemically, oh. systematically from every, pl every platform, including Uber. Oh. And PayPal, like it was just like the dominoes just fell and they all did it. So that was that was pretty interesting. Without knowing, like I don't know this kid, um, assuming kid. Um, he's a boxer. He's a boxer. <laughs> oh, that's fascinating. Uh, so did he hurt anyone? I'm going to ask him, like, did he hurt? Did he, like, did he do something? No. Okay, gotcha. Oh, yeah, well, that's hard. I think, ah, that's a hard one. I, I always grapple with the piece around, like, internet celebrities or any of these celebrities like if they haven't hurt anyone it's also like you can also just choose not to listen to them I, I, again this is I'm prefacing this with I have no idea who this kid is uh, but if you just said some like stupid bro shit then like I okay okay <laughs> then just don't listen to him I don't know what to I don't know what to tell you <laughs> yeah 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 that's 
I think that that's 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 what I think and feel as well, which is uh, contrary to what's going on in the world yeah. right now. I think he can look. I do think there's a, and we've talked a lot around like kind of boundary. I do think that if you say something like um, definitely racist or anti-Semitic or something that's going to hurt people. I think there should be consequences. If you just say something that's like an opposing point of view, like I don't know, I don't know what this guy said. Women should be in the kitchen. It's like, all right, you can either laugh at that or just not look at his content. Like I don't, he didn't hurt anyone by that. He just said something that's probably stupid or like and whatever, what would, like whatever. Uh, and just what would doesn't consequences matter. Consequences be? Um, I guess consequences are whatever people want them to be. I, don't, I have no like list of what you should do. Like whatever people feel appropriate. I think if you say something, um, actually. And it's probably going to your 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 commentary about him being canceled by Uber, like not having an Uber account. I think any private company could do whatever the fuck they want to do. So I I don't think there's any they can do whatever they want to do. Uh, I think the general public and public opinion. Um, and people can. I don't think there's any kind of. I don't think there's a playbook on what the consequences are. I think the consequences are whatever the consequences are. Should yeah. he go to jail? No. I mean, there's not, like, a criminal thing, so that's not a consequence. But if Uber wants to be like, hey, we don't want you in our cars, it's like, oh, okay, well, Uber can definitely do that if they want to. 100%. So I think it's really interesting. I think we've, as of late, had lots of conversations about being clear mm. Mm. in what boundaries are, what expectations are up front. And how we then take and apply those, I think need to be as, um, it's essential that it be fairly applied yeah. to everybody. I agree with that. I do agree with that, yeah. So if you're gonna do one thing for this person, that's a, I don't know what he got canceled for, or quote unquote canceled for, you have to do that on the opposite side too. And I, I think that that is sort of what Elon Musk is acquiring Twitter because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's because he believes that that's not the case. Also, I, I respected his um, his uh, statement that he recently via Twitter, which was like, he did a good job of saying, like, I want to rectify this, but I'm not going to allow this to be a free-for-all. Because I think he understands, like, you have to have some boundaries. And, like, there has to be some, like, guardrails. But um, So I appreciated that, but I think he's going to open it up. I'm very curious to see what, like, happens in the next year from from him being on Twitter, I think it could either be like the most wonderful thing. It could be like, which is kind of a like nothing happens. It's like oh, this is just the same old thing, or that he completely revolutionizes it. And I, it'll be curious to see. Yeah, I'm excited to see. It should be interesting. Um, we are, I think, really frustrated and desiring truth mm. and. The conversations around all of it, the conversations around how we police the communities, how we educate our kids, yeah, yeah. blah, 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 how we get our news. Ooh, okay. I want to just get the truth. Right. I don't, I want as much decentralized stuff as possible. I want to clear yeah. the middle people, the middle men, the middle women out of the way who are, who are taking the sunlight and then holding a, a like a prism yeah. it and then refracting it so that it gets to me and I'm like what the fuck am I even reading yeah yeah what part of this is actually accurate or colored by their perception and their agenda and the agenda of the money that is supporting their organization yeah I think um, 
I go back to I don't know if you remember this one, but this is actually probably one of the 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 episodes I like the most. The one we had with Tom Callahan, who was a former um, editor or yeah. publisher of uh, Arizona Republic, and he talked about like one the best thing to do is triage news. So like take a super uh, left source, super right source, something in the middle, and like whatever you read that like kind of is a through line. It's probably that's what's actually true about the situation. So don't only have one news source, but he also talked about a time where news was more measured so like in print before it was on the internet like you got a story right now and then it didn't go to print till 6 a.m so you had a lot of information between when it broke and when it actually got printed so that journalists could do their job and be like oh that's actually true that's not i'm fact checking this and so now it's just that i mean what what just happened who who was a celebrity not jerry lewis jerry lewis did you see this it was like he's, he's dead and like half an hour his publicist had to be like no that's not true it's like how did that get on the end like how did CNN or AP or whoever it is report that? Like, how did you report that without finding out if that was actually what happened? And that would just, I, I always come back to that that podcast because he was really good about being like, it just didn't happen in the back of the day because you had the, there just wasn't an outlet to put things out there immediately. You had to have time to actually check sources, check everything. And we're just I, gone are those days. And it's like unfortunate because to, to your point right now, I could tweet something immediately and people are like, oh, that happened. It's like, well. 12 hours later, like, oh, actually, that didn't happen, but it's already in their mind, and yeah, it's, it's already, it's, it's over, it's done. It, it, perception is that it happened, and so it happened, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's, and it's, I think it's even more than unfortunate. Yeah. I think it is uh, destructive. It's definitely dangerous, for sure. And you, yeah, have, yeah. you have XYZ, you have the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal post something, and then everybody else posts it. Yep. And even if, they say, oh, no, that we, we made some mistakes. Yeah, yeah we redacted it. It's we already... It's out there. It's out there. It's out there, yeah. So talk about misinformation or whatever stupid term you want to use. It's super dangerous yeah. and damaging. So you're right. I had forgotten about that conversation with Tom. Which is great. But how, uh, how important that is and how we... That's... I think that that's what everybody wants. Yeah. We want to know the information and then I will put my lens on it and my values and view it and make my own assessments yeah. on the actual raw data yeah, yeah. on the scenario. Do you think people are equipped enough? Um, I, I, I used to be fortunate enough to uh, uh, be part of this uh, group, this ASU Law, Science and Society salons. They get speakers together and they talked about like this idea of critical thinking and uh, media bias and like how sixth, was it sixth graders, sixth graders are kids are really good at like knowing what's true or not because they haven't been jaded they're like that doesn't seem right so that's probably not right they're actually really good at it more, much better than adults so, like how do we teach adults to get better to get back to their sixth grade self of like does this actually make like, do you think that happened yes or no um and i remember during the election it was something actually a friend of mine um who lives in northern california said something about like trump and i wasn't a, i'm not a trump supporter but i was like hey did that seem like does it seem like that would be true about him? Like, or does that, that what I forget what the quote was. Like, that just doesn't seem right. And she was like, it was quoted in something. And I was like, don't think that's true. I don't think that's actually true. Uh, and so getting people in the mindset of like, hey, let's take a step back. Let me think critically. Let me think about like, one, would this make sense? Two, what are the sources? Three, like, am I actually getting all the right information? I think similar to what we talked about um, a couple of times is, it's very hard. Like the, you're being bombarded with what did you say? 150 emails, 36,000 decisions, 10,000 advertisements. People just don't have the time to think about like 
is this true or am I thinking about this right we don't have the luxury of time anymore where it's like Tom it's like you have the luxury of having some some time to figure out if what we're printing is actually correct and we unfortunately and to your point destructively we just can't do that anymore yeah yeah or you get so jaded that you're like, I don't trust anything that comes up. I just won't do it. I won't just, listen to any I'll news. I'll be over here <laughs> yeah, like, with my people thinking yeah. our thoughts. I'll just do this. And yep. you other fucks out there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. do whatever yep. you want. And we're going to yep. do whatever we need to do to win. Yep. And believe it or not, that's not a recipe for success. Right. And it becomes so incredibly subjective instead of objective. And people are interested in rewriting and changing things to fit their agenda and their ideology. And that's terrible. Right. Yeah. It's, it's actually destructive. Dangerous. It's hard. And I think to, um, we talk about this all the time, like how much we, people have in common. You think about people on the right, people on the left, they're all just, everyone's seeking truth. And there's no, whether you watch Fox News or CNN or you read the National Review, which I read, which is very conservative, or the Atlantic, which I read, which is very liberal. It's like, everyone's just trying to figure out like how to push their agenda on someone and you have to be discerning enough as a as a reader as a person that consumes content to be like i can take that from that i can take that from that and i know this is what the state is but that's that's so not just hard but it's like this so time consuming for people to do Mm -hmm. you're right yeah it is a it's a real it's it's shame and we have the right to, I think, I think we do have a right to expect or we need to, as a society, to ask for better, demand better Ooh, yeah. um, from the places that, that we receive our information from. And hold them accountable. I think what we've done, we haven't done a good job on either side or any publication It's like, hey, motherfucker, you got one more chance to put well, something I, wrong I, out. I, I feel like, yeah. I feel like we kind of are. Hopefully, yeah. You know, I am more conservative than I'm liberal. There's no two ways about that. Um, and I, I can't stomach watching Fox News. I can't stomach watching CNN. They're both terrible. I don't know how Fox's ratings are doing. I know that CNN's ratings are terrible. Yeah, yeah. And so that's just an indictment of oh, like they're, yeah. they're they're part of they're all partisan hacks. Yeah. So I think that the fact that you know that CNN Plus failed as quickly as it did. Yeah. And that nobody is watching. That's that's the idea is we t- you talked about the consequences. And I think that that is the consequence. If you are a bad actor, then hopefully the marketplace will recognize yeah. that and say, you know what? We're just not going to I'm We're not, not going to give you my eyeballs or my money or my attention or clicks or whatever it might be. So re- recognizing that each of us does just like voting, have a responsibility and some albeit a very small amount of power that I am voting with where I'm spending my money and what I'm giving my attention to and where I'm giving my focus. And it, and it does matter. Yeah, and do you think that, um, do you think that we're coming to a place where folks are now voting with their with their dollars and feet? Like, I think the CNN piece is a really good thing, one, uh, good one. Um, I think of like how many users, was it this year? This is the first year that Facebook lost users, and it's probably because people are like, I just don't want to deal with this anymore. People leaving California? I don't want to do it anymore, yeah. And going to Texas? Yeah, yeah. Or here. And thanks here. for thanks for the traffic, guys. So, yeah, I think yeah. That that's, it's happening everywhere. Yeah. People are, again, in large numbers, people are stupid on an individual level. <laughs> We're really quite smart. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I had 
an opportunity to talk to a professor about something called moral injury, Ooh. which I didn't know anything about. It's like, oh, wow, it's going to be a heavy conversation. Yeah. He was an Australian guy, so he spoke English, but he had an accent, yeah. so that <laughs> okay. made it mildly more difficult to understand, and he was smarter than I was by a long shot, so that also made it more difficult. Also not hard to do. Continue. Right. Yeah, that's not, not, not a super high bar. <laughs> So moral injury is is the injury that we experience when we go to war, mm. and we either are somebody who commits acts in war, oh. have an act committed to us in war, or witness it. And he talked about how it's really important that we come to a decision collectively on what is right what is wrong and then we hold those to account for yeah. and at a worldwide yeah. level and so very much these conversations are always happening even though we're not aware of them um about these things what is true how do we and and how can we internalize live them out how can we be the expression of for lack of a better term our, our values and when we fall short of that, be it as an individual, a family, a company, yeah. a country, how do we hold one another and ourselves to account for those things? Do you think that we are, I guess the answer is no, but how do we better hold people accountable? And is it, is accountable cancel culture? I, I don't, is that not like a, a form of accountability in some sense? It is. Yeah. It is. I think that I think that it is um, disingenuous, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that that is what our my problem with cancel culture is. Is it's just bullshit. Yeah. It's virtue signaling, piling on, dunking on people. Yeah. Not because I really am offended or I think their behavior is egregious. Just because I'm trying to, I'm trying to advance my personal standing and esteem and positioning at the expense of that monster over there. So it's potentially a form of accountability, but it's, I think it's also super gross and misguided and inappropriate. Yeah. Anthony Jeselek, who's a hilarious uh, comedian, he talks a lot about like, not, not necessarily cancel culture, but like his comedy, which I never thought about how thoughtful he is about his comedy. He's like, I'm not trying to draw attention to these things because it's, I agree with him. I try to draw attention to the people that draw attention to being offended or saying these things about them. And I think that's like a, a great way of how to put it. It's like it's it's more self-serving than anything. Um, more self-serving than anything. I do think there's times where like, hey, if, uh, who was it? Who's Kramer? Michael Richards says the N-word. Like, I think not canceling, but like, brands should probably not align with him. I think that's smart. And then consumers can do whatever the, what, whatever the hell they want. Um, I think the cancel culture piece is, uh, it's hard. I think as a society, we're not moving away from it, but like are being, I, after reading that book that I, I, we talked about in a previous episode, uh, Conversations with People Who Hate Me, I, I rethought about like, yeah, we might be too quick to judge people and also like, too quick to accuse and like that accusation can go really far really fast and there's no coming back from it so if you are quick to cancel you or me for whatever it might be and that's uncovered like hey that's not true the damage has been done like we we again i think it comes back to the 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 the, the luxury of time of like this is nuanced we need to get through 
um, if I say something about George and we canceled him and it turns out that like George never said that he didn't do that but like that stuff's still out there George is still canceled I think that's that's where it's dangerous that's very very dangerous yeah well for sure yeah it's the I think that's super dangerous and this idea of hate speech and misinformation a couple of things there as long as you're the one holding the gun yeah. it's awesome as soon as the other team has the gun then you're not going to like it yep so let's go ahead and, and approach it with that reality yeah, yeah. in mind because you're not always going to be in control. And also, fucking slow the fuck down. You are without sin. Yeah. You you don't have anything in your past that you're not proud yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Let's just fucking leave the rocks where they are, move on, and everybody go about their day. Do you read, uh, do you read Tangle? So Tangle is uh, put on by Isaac Saul. Respect him a lot. Uh, it's a great, um, tries to be as objective as possible, where he does, like, uh, he'll take on a topic. He says, what the left is saying, what the right is saying, and then my take, which I appreciate. It's like, this is, I'm opining, this is my opinion, this is what the right, all the, and, but what he does is actually um, really interesting, because goes back to the luxury of time, is, like, when a school shooting happens, he actually doesn't report it until, like, a week after, because he's like, we need a week to actually get all the details. Like, immediately people say X, Y, Z, and then every single time it comes out, it's like, oh, this was actually what happened. So he's like, I won't even touch it until a week out when I understand that. And I think with a journalist, it's hard to do on breaking news and like uh, the, the, the the monetary incentive on like being the first one to, to report it is, it's, it's there. But if people just took some time to actually like think through those things, it would, uh, I think we'd be the better off for it. And I appreciate him for being like, I'm not, I'm not touching it until we know more. That sounds like a wise person. No. I think it's incumbent on incumbent on each of us to be personally responsible for our own actions. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, I know. Yeah. And and the way that we interact interpersonally and then on the internet and everything else. Um and to be empathetic. So yeah. you talked about um we had a conversation about that not too long ago. What was it? Empathy doesn't necessarily mean I'm endorsing you. Empathy is uh, empathy does not equal endorsement, which is so good. It's like you can be empathetic to someone, yeah. yeah. And we should be more empathetic to everyone. And do our best to to live truthfully and congruently aligned as much as I can in my life. Yeah. If I believe as much this as you can. here. Yeah. And it's not a game not a game of perfect. Yeah. And it's there's nuance and everything else, but I pursue the truth and I act according to that um, that's 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 a big part of success love that Jake Paul the boxer yeah I thought we were going to talk about something fun but I did love this conversation it but I thought we were going to talk about way better Netflix yeah Beyonce anything thanks as always for listening remember keep questioning because the struggle is real